0: Brought to you by praylatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano issued a letter last week that few paid much attention to. It's a letter congratulating Lifesite News for 25 years of doing good work. On the surface, it doesn't sound that interesting, but in the letter itself are a couple of observations that I'm going to bring attention to here. The fact that we live in an age of lies and deceit, promoted, unfortunately, by both secular authorities and media as well, as by the hierarchy of the Catholic Church and its associated media. The question of whom do we trust in our time is not easy to answer, but Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò gives us some insight into the errors of our time that permeate everything, and understanding those errors will help us lead a better clearer way of finding the truth i would at least hope so Vigano begins by talking about the quote-unquote bad press and how getting rid of that entire problem is not exactly going to be an easy undertaking it's a complicated thing because there's a symbiotic relationship between catholic media and its secular counterparts sin runs rampant in this relationship and especially when we consider the connection on that unfortunately most of the bishops and prelates of the church have to not only the press but to secular authorities at the heart of any social problem is sin either the consequences of sin or the consequences of faithlessness sin and faithlessness both run rampant in the church today now many deny that but it's true and they both must be confronted vegano lays this out pretty well here's an excerpt Quote, But today, driving out the bad press is much more complex than in the past, because we live in a paradox in which errors and lies against the revealed truth are spread and promoted by the so called Catholic media, by what should be the quote unquote good press. On the other hand, it is difficult to hope that the Catholic press will not propagandize stonecutter ironist ecumenism or idolatrous paganism, when it is Bergoglio himself who imposes it magisterially as a new doctrine to which everyone must conform in the past the quote unquote good press had the task of being the voice of the truth because it amplified the same truth that is taught by the church now that the church has been eclipsed by a sect of apostate we'll call it uh committers of sins of the flesh uses some colorful language here it is not surprising that the bergolian media acts as a sounding board for the heretical proclamations of their ideological referent who sits in rome Nor is it surprising that among the priorities of the regime press, profit is put before correct information, confirming how much doctrinal and moral deviation is accompanied, indefectibly, I would say, by the mercantile mentality typical of Protestant thought, end quote. Yes, he called Catholic media Protestant. Vigano goes on to describe the crimes of of governments in our times that we're all familiar with, the lies propagated, the evil programs pushed, especially in the past few years. Can't mention them here exactly, but you already know what they are. The uh, response to the affliction of 2020, the push to restart all of civilization by the end of the decade, and numerous crimes by the American Caesar all play out in the news every single day. Vegano recounts the lies propagated to make the point that we live in an age of lies, where falsehood is celebrated as truth, where truth becomes one of the main victims of our time, silently discarded in favor of narratives that simply cannot be backed up by facts. An example of this from recent news stories is the attempt by seculars to make the holy rosary into a symbol of fringe ideology when in fact the rosary is prayed by any Catholic of any stripe or right who takes their faith even remotely seriously. And that includes Catholics who identify with all the modernist innovations in the church today. You may have a hard time believing that but many of them pray the rosary with devotion too i know because i've met them i've met many who fit that bill who pray the rosary daily yet the atlantic's hit piece against the rosary is an example of this that touches on the church you can name any number of purely secular news stories that also fit the bill of pernicious lies told by the secular media and the secular state in our time there's not exactly a shortage of that these days unfortunately but you know, Vigano is at his best when confronting the prelates of the church for their sins and their complicity in the evils of our time, when they've allied themselves with Caesar and taken his dirty silver coins. Vigano hammers what I've had, what I have to call the embedded church. This is the St. Gallen group, the Lavender groups, and all the other figures and groups who are quietly working behind the scenes to subvert the faith, to ensure that the next pontiffs are going to continue the work of Francis and most likely be a useful tool of the modernists to control and achieve their ends. Vigano takes no prisoners when emphasizing the undeniable fact that the Synod of Synodality is a farce. It's it's not real, it's fake, and a false front for the modernists to use the laity to change the church into something alien to the faith, and they always say it's guided by the spirit. Quoting Vigano, quote, The embedded church lies to us when it wants us to believe that the synodal way has been designed to foster collaboration between the teaching church and the learning church, when in fact it serves to undermine the authority of the pastors from within, dissolving the indissoluble and substantial bond that exists between power and its end, which is the salus animatum. It lied to us yesterday when it passed off the desecrations of the mass as actuosa participatio, as actual participation or active participation. It lies to us today when it cancels the apostolic liturgy in the name of a unity that it did not hesitate to break by imposing the Novus Ordo. It lies to us when it is silent about the truth that heretics deny in the name of ecumenism and universal brotherhood. It lies to us when it disguises acquiescence towards vice and sin as mercy, and then displays ruthless and cruel anger towards those who want to remain faithful to the gospel, a false mercy, which is the premise of eternal damnation of poor sinners whom no prelate calls back to God, whom no bishop goes to look for among the rocks and brambles to bring back into the sheepfold, a perverse mercy which contradicts supernatural charity founded on divine truth, and that usurps from God the magnificence of forgiveness, Selling it off to those who nullify the passion and redemption by denying the existence of sin. and quote. Dare we hope? Last week, before the consistory created a firestorm of controversy in the church, we had this story that illustrates this very, very well. Headline from the National Catholic Register Pope Francis warns about quote unquote arbitrary and ideological adaptations to church ministries. The Pope said he wants to continue to deepen the catholic church's reflection on the instant on the instituted ministries by initiating a dialogue with bishops conferences on the topic oh that's funny by now we can clearly understand that when francis warns about arbitrary ideological adaptations he means too traditional or too conservative adaptations and to be fair ones that push the boundaries in the other direction faster than he wants them pushed francis certainly wants change in the church but according to the plan he's running with according to his own schedule and not on someone else's desired schedule the german bishops learned that firsthand with their synod he told them to slow down he didn't tell them to stop from the article quote in a message wednesday pope francis warned against letting ideology influence the church's ordained and lay ministries and said he plans to initiate a dialogue with bishops on the topic Francis's reflection was published on August 24th for the 50th anniversary of Paul VI's motu proprio ministeria quatum, which updated norms for lectors and acolytes following the Second Vatican Council. An instituted ministry is a type of formal vocational service within the Catholic Church. It can be either lay, such as lector, acolyte, or catechist, which was added by Francis in 2021 or ordained such as deacon or priest in his august 24th message pope francis said quote every ministry is a call from god for the good of the community the organization of ministries he continued should not be merely functional but should be carried out in quote unquote community discernment and in listening to the holy spirit he said quote any ministerial structure that emerges from this discernment is dynamic lively and flexible, like the action of the spirit. It must be rooted in it ever more deeply. Less dynamism becomes confusion, liveliness be reduced to extemporaneous improvisation, and flexibility be transformed into arbitrary and ideological adaptations. Maybe you should apply that to the New Mass, just a thought. Paul VI's ministeria quatum opened the door to the renewal of the experience of the ministry of the faithful, Francis said. He also said he wants to continue to deepen the catholic church's reflection on the instituted ministries by initiating a dialogue with bishops conferences on the topic quote in order to be able to listen to the voice of the spirit and not halt the process being careful not to want to force it by imposing choices that are the fruit of ideological divisions i believe that it is useful to share all the more in the climate of synodal journey but the experiences of these years, Francis said, end quote. Journey, dialogue, synodal journey, synodality, it's all there. But it all sounds ambiguous and innocuous enough by itself. But here's the thing. Those ministries used to be the, for the ordained. The ordained hierarchy used to be quite different before the council. Now he invokes listening to the spirit, which is code for get ready for things to change according to the whims of a predetermined synod on synodality. Recall that the synodal reports from every Western country have called for changes in lay ministry and ordination of women. Whether the latter actually happens is anyone's guess, but I hate to be the one to tell you this. Get ready for more change on that front. That's what Francis is saying here. To communicate with ambiguity is to communicate with lies and deceit. Our Lord wasn't ambiguous. That is at the heart of what Vigano has been saying in his letter praising life-size news. They're not ambiguous in the slightest i not only featured the non-life site praises because praising a particular outlet isn't what i do here but i've got the his letter linked in the show notes today at return to if you want to read it but that letter was trying to remind us that we are in a time of universal deceit from secular authorities and from the hierarchy of the church itself few defend the truth today in this time of universal deceit and upheaval in the church i do have to ask you do you trust any mainstream catholic media outlet and i do not mean youtube or rumble commentators or podcasters either. That is not who I mean here. I mean, outlets like the National Catholic Register or EWTN or the Catholic News Agency. Do you trust Vatican News? Those kinds of outlets. Let me know in the comments of what you think of them and of what Vigano has to say here. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Share this on social media if you can. That helps a lot as well. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.